0: brings me no pleasure to have to do what I'm about to do. Believe me, I wish I wasn't going to do it. But we live in a world that, as I've said in my my last video, has drifted farther and farther away from truth. And with every little step that we take farther and farther away from truth, uh, we lose the foundation that we're trying to build on. Um, So if we accept A lie and say this lie is true. And then someone else comes along and says, What about my lie? Right? We can't turn around and say, No, your lie is too far. That's too far. Right. And and in a way, by the way, that is exactly what the slippery slope fallacy is. The slippery slope fallacy is like, if we hey, if we accept this, eventually it'll lead to something worse. Right. And the whole reason why, what why if we accept this, right? In the 90s, people said, like, oh. Uh, if we accept homosexual marriage, who knows where that's going to lead, right? And people would make fun of them and say, "Oh, yeah, where's it going to lead?" Like, right? And uh, I've told this story before. I remember in the '90s in high school. I've tried to find this video clip, but this is before the internet, and uh, or at least before you know the widespread use of the internet. And this was a clip on a local on a news program. I couldn't. I've never been able to find it, but there was a politician who went on one of these news news programs, and he said this line. You know, he said, "Oh, uh, you know, we can't allow homosexual marriage because." Who knows what that's going to lead to? And the hosts of the news program were like, yeah, where's it going to lead to? And he's like, well, uh, you know, uh, whatever. He couldn't think of anything else. And they're like, come on. like think." And so he thought of the most crazy thing he could. And he said, incest. And they burst out laughing at him because it was so stupid that anyone would ever think that was socially acceptable to think about or talk about. Like, it was so dumb, right? And yet here we are in 2022. And I don't have to tell you. Um, what the world is like right now—it's we, we live in an insane world where anything goes, and consent is the only thing. So, but why? Why? Well, because again, each step is—if you accept that, why not this? Right? And the only defense you ever have against accepting anything is not well, society never accepted it. What's a stupid reason? Who cares? It's really only well, uh, actually, we can't accept this because. It's not true. <laughs> it's like, well, why is it not true? What's truth, right? And so then you get into that whole conversation. So here's where I have to take Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh test. Now I hate doing this because Matt Walsh and Ben Shapiro, I, I admire them. I think they're, they're warriors uh, in a time when we need warriors. But the fatal flaw that they've always had, and this, uh, as much as it troubles me to say it, it's just the truth. The fatal flaw they've always had is that they, too, do not want to admit that at the end of the day you need religion you cannot rely on the idea of rationality to promote your ideas we don't live in that society i'm going to play this clip and i'm just going to show you where they're wrong and and by the way some of it is just factually incorrect which is surprising because ben usually is very on top of his facts but almost all of it is morally logically rationally and ideologically incorrect and it's frustrating to have to do this to two people who I think are trying their best to be good people. I don't think they're grifters or whatever that, you know, whatever people say about life. they're, they're not, they really want society to be healthier and better, but this is unfortunately their fatal flaw. All right. We're going to play, I, I highlighted some, some parts of this. We're not going to play the whole thing. We're just going to play the parts I think are most important and relevant. And you'll see for yourself uh, what I'm talking about. All right. So. Let's go to this part of the of the clip over here. All right. I can't hear anything. What? Oh. Whoops. Technical issue. Um, the audio is not plugged in for me. So that's uh, a lot of people who aren't experts in audio and video uh, probably don't understand this, what I'm doing right now, but I'm. I'm just gonna plug this connector in. Very complicated. Okay. Sorry about that. Here we go. Awesome. That's really the only reason at all. The so only reason. Why I have these crazy beliefs So Ben is making the point here, and I'll slow it down a little. It's too fast. Ben is making the point here that um, the left disingenuously argues that the only reason people would have a belief that goes against them is because of religion. Now, what's interesting is, well, we'll talk about it in a second. Let's just watch the clip.
1: Really poorly written amendment by, by Mitt proposed to this called the First Amendment Defense Act proposed by Mike Lee. I notice i are not voting on that. But put aside the rule of construction. The thing that's really amazing to me Aaron, is what? that it is now apparently the law of the land and societal rule that the only rationale that you would possibly have for saying that a marriage is between a man and a woman is because you're a Christian or a Jew or a Muslim. That's really the only reason at all. That the only reason. We'll allow you to have these crazy beliefs so long as you can show that they're crazy beliefs. So long as you can show that the reason that you believe the marriage is between a man and a woman is because you read it in a book and because you really believe the book. They keep saying sincere religious belief. I don't even know how you measure sincere religious belief. Are we going to like now monitor how often you go to church or to synagogue, whether you keep kosher or whether you take communion in order to determine your sincere? I mean, the same media that declares that Nancy Pelosi is a sincere religious believer who's just for the mass abortion of unborn children. A little clear that you, Matt Walsh, are not actively in, in favor of the things that you're in favor of. You're just a religious bigot. You're a bigot, right? And you're-
0: okay. So what's his point? It's, we have to be very careful. His point is that, of course, if it were true that it was only based on religion, they might have some semblance of a point. Right? And this is why I say this is this to me is so weak. What do you mean? Who who cares if they think? But again, he, he's just talking in their language that they're trying to say that the only thing we have is religion, and and of course it's not true because we're making the argument, and it's not nothing to do with religion. Okay, so let's go on again. I don't want to comment. I want you to hear what they have to say.
1: Religion is a cover for your bigotry. I'm I'm highly annoyed by the constant derogation of non-religious arguments, inter-religious arguments. And this is what the left loves to do. They like to say, you're pro-life, the reason you're pro-life is because of your, your crazy religion. And so maybe we can respect your crazy religion. Along those, that, that is not the argument for marriage. The argument for marriage has literally nothing to do with religion.
0: Did you hear him say that again? The argument for marriage has literally nothing to do with religion. Okay, let's continue and, and we'll, we'll come back to this. You be
1: a visitor from, from Mars and, and you could see that all of human procreation relies on man, woman, child. This is not particularly difficult stuff. By Essentially, boxing in the argument in favor of traditional marriage into, well, if you're a crazy religious believer, maybe we'll let you have that. But, you know, if you're if you're, baking a, if you're a cake baker, then we're not sure about that, right? I mean, like, we're not sure how far this, this religious liberty thing extends. What you're really doing is you're setting the ground game at same-sex marriage and traditional marriage are completely the same thing. And if you object to it, the only reason that we we'll even allow you to do that is because of this crazy thing called religion.
2: Yeah, this is this is the point I'm always uh, trying to get across to people, is that you, you listen to these arguments. Whether
0: uh, I'm going to skip a little ahead over here.
2: Uh, about abortion when life begins, even arguments about the definition of man and woman. Listen to the argument between a conservative and and a liberal. And uh, what you're going to find is that religion almost always comes into play. Someone's going to mention the Bible. But but almost always, it's the person on the left who's bringing that into the conversation.
0: Right. Now, he's saying this as uh, the point he's making is it's very disingenuous. Here I am arguing from a logical, rational standpoint. You're the one bringing in the religious stuff. You're the one who's making this an issue. Not me. Right. And you, the reason you're doing that is because you want to paint me with this brush of I only believe the things I believe. Right. And that's his point because I believe it because I'm. Cr- OK, we're going to come back to this. Okay, These are all important topics. We're going to come back to everything. Um, but I want you wanted you to hear him like say it like they're the one bringing in religion. Why are they doing it? Are they all is every single person on the left who does this? All of them are dishonest, horrible monsters, scum villains. Is that is that the suggestion? OK.
2: Because, as you point out, that's 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 the framework they want us to adopt for the argument. That's the, the, the sort of like the ground on which they want to have this, uh, this, this battle. They want to pretend that the only reason that we would believe the things that we believe and say what we're saying is because we've been told by our religion and we have no reason.
0: Okay, so, again, I, I reject this premise, and I've said this many times, that every single person who opposes you is evil. Every single pos- person who opposes you is evil. That's the only reason they oppose you. There's no other reason. And every single person who is on your side is uh, you know, is is good or whatever. But the, all the people who oppose you are disingenuous, grifters, and I hate that line. I don't think it's true. I think most people are just normal and trying to live their life. So, what's actually happening here is uh, again, wh- why would they do this? I don't, I don't agree with the premise that Mott Ma- Walsh is saying. Okay, we're gonna have to come back to this. But again, what his premise is is the reason that all these people on the left are always bring up religion is to paint you into religion, and and therefore it's it's really an attack on you. I don't. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. I think it's
2: not true. It's outside of that. But of course, that, that's totally illogical. It doesn't make any sense. And also, when it comes to marriage, I mean, there's a reason why it's, it's not just Christian societies. It's not just Jewish people that have said that um, that, that marriage is a fundamentally procreative union between man and woman. Uh, it, it, you look at every society in, in human history, and they have come down to that conclusion. I mean, there isn't any society in history that, that's a, that, that had anything like same-sex marriage as we, as we have today. Um, and, and not every society has been Christian or Jewish. So this is, this is a conclusion that all people through history have arrived at. It's not hard to see how they arrive at that conclusion. I mean, the, 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 this is what I was trying to explain on Joe Rogan. It's the, the relationship between a man and a woman. That kind of relationship is just different in kind from any other sort of relationship. It has a capacity that none of these other relationships have. And that capacity makes it definitionally different. And it also makes that relationship more important to society than any other kind of relationship, because it has the capacity to create people. And so that means it has to be protected and actually respected um, uh, in a way that uh, no other relationship really, really has to be. We'll
0: get back That was really important what he said there. Again, if you didn't catch it, his point, and he makes this point at length on the Joe Rogan podcast, is that every society ever since the dawn of man has agreed to the fact that marriage is between a man and a woman. Every society agreed to that. And even if they were accepting of other types of relationships, they still accepted this as a fact that that the man-woman-child relationship is of the utmost importance, all right? So let's, let's again, I want you to hear a little more and then we're going to come back to that because he's just wrong.
2: And on Joe Rogan, it's the, the relationship between a man and a woman, that kind of relationship is just different in kind from any other sort of relationship. It has a capacity that none of these other relationships have and that capacity makes it definitionally different and it also makes that relationship more important to society than the other kind of because it has the capacity to create people. Okay,
0: this is not again; it's just wrong. But, but again, well, I'll I'll, show, I'll tell you more after. Let's let's keep listening. I want to at least finish just a few more pieces that I think are really important.
1: Marriage is not between one man and one woman. If if you're including multiple people and you're narrowing the definition, this of course ignores the fact that every individual dyad within that polygamous institution is a man with one woman. Meaning that the whole basis of even polygamous societies, as opposed to there, there by the way, there is no society on record in which the opposite is true, in which a woman marries multiple men. These societies do not exist. The societies in which man marries multiple women, we have decided. Over the course of time, are not the ideal, and in fact, the Bible says are not the ideal. Like right at the beginning, a man shall leave his father and mother, and he shall cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. I mean, that is a monogamous relationship. at The very beginning of the Bible—that's I mean, the Bible, chapter one of Genesis. But even if you were to argue in favor of cultures that allowed polygamy, the idea there was that it was always a man, woman, child. It's just the man was carrying off with with other women. It was not a—it wasn't a polycule. polygamous unions of anything. It's kind of the exception that proves the rule,
2: because I mean, as you point out, uh, there was never, as far as I know, there was never the reverse of a bunch of men marrying one woman. And why is that? All? Because you know, maybe societies in the past that had polygamy—it's—it's uh, it's, you, know, you have even more procreation if, uh, if it's a a you know, man with multiple women. So this is again
0: this is terrible and factually wrong, and we're going to come back to it. He, again, the point he's making is that the reason societies never had polygamy with multiple men was because that doesn't lead to more children. We're going to have to come back to that.
2: Now, if, it was a, if it was a woman with multiple men, and that's not going to result in more and more babies being born, but the way, it does. And so these were societies, especially in more primitive times, who, you know, they, they also recognized that uh, the purpose of marriage, one of, one of, the, one of the fundamental uh, of purposes is, is procreation.
0: Right, again, they recognized ancient societies all all knew this secret that the reason for marriage was procreation. Okay, we're gonna come back to that, and that's where we, come. So we don't have that in our society for a lot of reasons. And one of them is that uh, we recognize
2: that you know a child needs a mom and a dad, and so not 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 a you know not not a dad and, and, and multiple moms, but a mom and a dad, and that's gonna be the best thing for the child. And that's what that's what this stuff is. Yeah,
0: so what I get, just, I'm sorry, just breaking it down, and the reason our society doesn't allow it. The reason we don't allow polygamy is because we recognize that the best possible way for a child to be raised is man, woman, child, and it's out of the goodness of our hearts and the interests of what's best for the child that we have outlawed polygamy. Okay, we're going to come back to that.
2: It should revolve around it. what's the best for a child. Every child that is born has a mother and a father. There's no other way to create the child. And um, is it best for that child to, to be raised by those two people or not? I think obviously it is. Hey Matt,
1: this is the only reason that marriage is a social
2: institution in the first place. Society has no interest That's in who you pair up with and have so, marriage one of one of the one of the fundamental uh, purposes is, is procreation, and that's where comes Now, we don't have that in our society. A lot of child needs a mom and a dad. It's, um, that that okay. marriage is a fundamentally procreation. Those union. were
0: all the pieces I have to go through. Okay, now let's let's just go back for a second. Let's review, and there are just so many different points that are being made here, and there are so many. They're almost all wrong, and it's so upsetting. Like I really really wish I didn't have to make this video. There are so many points, and they're almost all wrong where to start. Okay, let's begin. Bottom line is this. The argument that there is a logical and moral ground for anything outside of religion, first of all, always falls flat on its face. We'll get to that in a second. That's a broader topic. But more importantly, Matt and Ben are very clearly making the argument that you don't need to get into religion to show that marriage should be important to society. And as Matt points out, and this is where I want to start from, Matt points out, every single ancient religion and every single ancient society all understood about marriage, this single concept, that marriage is extremely important uh, to society. They all understood that, and that's why every ancient society always had this concept of men and women producing children, and, and that's why they didn't have like a recognized structure uh, for homosexual marriage. This is so incredibly wrong. If you look at ancient societies, pre-Judaism, ancient societies, pre sinaitic times, as you might say, uh, what you'll find is that not a single society had marriage. In fact, every single society You know, I'm not even an expert. I'm a little bit of a history buff. I taught elementary school history, for whatever that's worth. And I I taught high school history a little bit. You don't need to be an expert. You you just read what other experts write, right? You go look in a book, by the way, if you just want a place to to find some information about this. Dennis Prager talks about this in his book, The Rational Bible, uh, uh, a little bit. But you can find, just read about ancient civilizations pre-monotheism. Every civilization, virtually, every single civilization did not have the nuclear family as a centerpiece. Every single civilization believed that women were inferior to men. Okay. Now how long into civilization did monotheism come around? Well, we know because even if you don't believe in the Bible, the earliest evidence of civilizations dates back around 5,000 something years and around 2,000 years later, a little bit less, whatever, give or take, I'm not being so accurate here, comes along monotheism. In those 2,000 years, uh, that's a long time, okay? America's only been around 250 years, and it feels like the ideas of America have been around forever, right? The Enlightenment has only been around a few hundred years. 2,000 years is a long time. You would expect in the course of 2,000 years and dozens of civilizations rising and falling, you would expect to see... New ideas have come up. Different types of civilizations must have tried different things. And in fact, that's not true. Virtually every civilization, at least that we know of, and certainly the major ones that were important, every single civilization looked very similar in many ways. One of those ways was that women were considered not important. They were not regarded as important. Families were not regarded as important. This notion that Matt says is just not true. In fact, the way it was, was that women were basically chattel They were property. They were a complete nothing to the men, right? Men had harems based on how much they could afford. Having children was some kind of... Uh, important thing was some kind of thing that brought you honor. I guess the more children you had, the more, the better it looked for you, the better it was for your ego. And so therefore there was a, a, a thing, having more wives, men having more children, which was some in, in, in many of these civilizations was seen as some kind of uh, proof of your virility and of your ability to house them and feed them. But they didn't raise them mostly. In fact, the more important a man was, generally speaking, the less he had to do with his wives. Looking at ancient kings, you find that almost all of them, the harems, were secluded away from the public. The king's wives were were not, it was like considered disgusting for a commoner to even look at them. They were in the women's section with the children. The point of the king visiting them was only to impregnate them. Generally speaking, there was no love and romance. In fact... There were many ancient societies that had a rather famous ancient saying, which was women are for children and boys are for pleasure. In most ancient societies, sexual pleasure was considered more delightful with men or boys. Not only was homosexuality something that was okay, it was not just mainstream, but in, it, among many people it was preferred, among many powerful and important people. The Bible makes no secret of this, if you believe in it. It says that Potiphar, who was one of the most important people in ancient Egypt and one of the advisors of King Paro, Paro the king of Egypt, himself was almost actually preferred, and yet he had wives, multiple wives. Why? Well, because that was the norm in society. You had wives. Even if you preferred um, your pleasure to come from men, you had wives because that was part of society. Like that was That was just normal. Right, and the purpose of wives, sure, it was procreative, but it wasn't to have a relationship with them. Kings there are you don't even have to go back so far. You could even go back to medieval times to find the basic idea. Kings rarely interacted with or reared their own children. That was uh they, they had people they would hire for that, right? That was not something they engaged in. They hired people for that, they had servants and tutors and whatever. Right? The kings were busy, it was considered. Beneath their dignity to be involved in child rearing, right? and certainly in ancient times, again the women and the children were were, were relegated to the women's quarters. You know, one of the most uh, fascinating insights you get into this is in is in the Book of Esther, Miguel Esther, the Book of Esther, where it talks about how Esther said, "If I go to the king, he hasn't summoned me in thirty days. If I go to the king, then and and I wasn't I wasn't called and I wasn't summoned." He, he The rule is that unless he extends, it's not even like innocent until proven guilty. I'm actually required to be put to death. The soldiers there can put me to death, and nothing will happen to them because they would be right. If the king sees me and he says, oh, she came without permission, all right, I'll extend my golden scepter. I, again, you don't have to believe in the Bible. These practices were common across civilizations in ancient times. The nuclear family was unheard of. Was not respected, women were only used for procreation. The notion that society should have some kind of should put like the man-woman-child relationship on some kind of pedestal would have been laughed at was absolutely not that was not considered a thing. So I don't know what Matt is talking about. So where does where does this notion come from? Where does it come from? It comes from monotheism. The only place that this notion that a man and a woman should raise their child together comes from monotheism. That is a monotheistic idea in its nature, in its construction, and that's the only foundation for this idea. Right? And so Ben's response, or or Ben's argument in the first place, that like, as a society, we should put man, woman, child on a pedestal. Why? Well, because man, woman, child uh, ensures the continued existence of our civilization. Well, no, it doesn't. Just have... Homosexual men impregnate women as a chore. You don't need marriage. You don't need man, woman, child. In in fact, ancient civilizations prospered and rose to great heights without believing in this. With believing that women were inferior creatures, weak and worthless, right? We find that by the destruction of of the Jewish temple, there's a rather famous story that there was a boat of 400 girls and 400 boys that were explicitly being sold into sexual slavery the boys as well as the girls the preferential and this is this is rome rome was 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 after monotheism but just hadn't the world hadn't been influenced enough by it yet that what was what was considered um, acceptable according to monotheistic standards had become standard morality in every civilization. And we're going to get to why that's important in a second. But before that, you look at, at ancient societies near the dawn of monotheism, you look at like a society like Rome, okay? Ancient Rome, they preferred slave girls and slave boys as a source of sexual pleasure, not b- wives. <laughs> what? That, that's ridiculous. We could go back to that kind of society. Why, why? What's wrong with that argument? Oh, oh, we should put relationships of men and women on a pedestal. Oh, well, what your problem is that I'm not producing children. Okay, no problem. we'll, we'll have, uh, we'll have people impregnate women. Okay. And now you're happy. Are you happy now? Now now can everybody's relationship be considered equal as long as we make sure to do our part in impregnating women so that society doesn't, civilization doesn't collapse? Is that all it's about? I mean, this is such a stupid notion. Who cares? Why should we put any relationship on a pedestal? Who cares? The only reason that we care, the only reason that we have any morality that's not subjective, the only reason we have any objective reality is because of monotheism. That's it. Now, what's funny about this is that it's so basic and entrenched in our society that even people on the left, as Matt points out, make the argument without realizing they're doing so. Man, I can't get this thing to stay behind my head. I'm such an amateur. Apologize, people. They do it without meaning to. It's just so automatic. So for example, if you're arguing with someone on the left, right? And they very often, Matt, uh, Matt is 100% right, very often the way they'll come at the argument is they'll say, oh, you only believe that because you believe in the Bible. And you'll say, I never mentioned the Bible. Well, because they understand that our society, without even subconsciously, even if not on a conscious level, they understand that our society is based around the idea that all values and morals come from monotheism in the Bible. So if you want to say that what I want to do is immoral, the only basis for you to say that is because there's a baseline of morality. did that come from? Of course that only comes from the Bible. And so the guy will say to you, well, you only believe that because you're religious. And so you answer him back. You say, no. Actually, I'm going back to pre-monotheism where people sacrificed their children to idols and where people worshipped a fire and women were considered basically worthless and trash. And I'm telling you, even those, everybody understands that to have a child, you need a man and a woman and therefore that should be, res- nobody respected that. No one ever respected that. It's so disappointing to hear Ben and Matt make these pathetic arguments that you don't need religion. Everyone can see that it's true. Yes, of course you need religion. Without religion, you would there, there is no value. In fact, without religion, there's no value to anything. The more power, you know, Matt makes the, again, incorrect point. He says, you never find a society where multiple men married one woman. And that's because uh, everybody understands that that doesn't I- increase procreation. No, that's not why they didn't do it. The reason they didn't do it was because that would have been so disgraceful to the men because for all of human history up until the women's liberation movement, besides for, by the way, Judaism, which reveres and respects women and and lays out clear obligations that a husband has to his wife, uh, nobody ever did that. That That was purely a Jewish thing until a very recent society. But aside from that, no ancient society considered women to have importance. And, women were, and even if they had some importance, they were considered less than. They were not as important as men. Maybe there were exceptions. You'll find occasional exceptions. You'll find like all woman who was revered or all leader who was a woman. That wasn't the norm. They were exceptions. The norm was that women were considered lower than men. So how embarrassing and shameful would it be? Maybe you'll find, again, you might find exceptions because you'll find people who are uh, emasculated in every society, including ancient ones. But no, no normal functional male in any ancient society would be caught dead being having a co-husband. How weak! Men are powerful and superior. Wives can have co-wives because they're they're garbage anyway. So what? So I have two women beneath me. The women and the slave, women, children, and slaves, as the old books frequently say. All women, children, and slaves have to do X, Y, Z. Not men. That's why they didn't have a polygamy with husbands. Because it would have been considered shameful and demeaning. Who would do such a thing? It would be ridiculous. They would be looked at with, with such pathetic pity. All right? And so again, so Matt keeps making these arguments that, oh, you don't need the Bible. A society should revere and worship or at least put on a pedestal this idea of a man, woman, and child, because If we came to the world, no, we shouldn't. If we came to the world and we had no objective morality and we had no object. But again, all of these things, that's what I mean with the whole baseline is Judaism. All of these things are based in Judaism. The only reason we treat women decently at all is based on women. If everybody woke up tomorrow with amnesia, uh, Matt made this point on Joe Rogan. If we all woke up with amnesia tomorrow and we would see that men and women can produce children and we would say, oh, that relationship is special, we should uh, put it on a pedestal. No, we wouldn't. You know what we would do? We would say, "Hey, men are stronger than women." I guess we'll just force the women to have children, and if they don't want to, we'll just, well, frankly, we'll I don't want to say, we'll do, we'll force them to. And uh and then we can do whatever we want. Then and the continuation of our race will be ensured by the fact that we force the women to bear children, which is what every single ancient society pre-monotheism did without exception. Without exception. And by the way, again, if you believe in the Bible like I do, guess what? The very first form of corruption mentioned in the Bible explicitly is this exact thing. Right? And this is why the Bible is such a valuable tool to those who understand that it is true. Because every single aspect of human psychology is covered. And the very first corruption at the end of Genesis, the very beginning, the very first partial, the very first segment of the Bible says that the lords of the land saw the daughters of the, uh, the the wives, I'm sorry. So they saw the wives of the people and they were like, hey, these are nice. And they took them for themselves. What was the very first form of human corruption? Taking other people's wives forcibly because you were more powerful than them and saying, oh, this woman looks nice. She's mine now. And again, we find this corruption encountered frequently in the Bible. For example, Abraham in his travels through the world comes to Egypt and Gerar Two different countries. And in both of those countries, what happens when he gets there is he's forced to lie and say, this is my sister. Because he's nervous that if that if he says, this is my wife, they'll kill him and take her. And in both of those places, his wife, Sarah, gets kidnapped by the ruler and taken for his pleasure. Why? Because that's how things were. You're a man. You're stronger. You take her. She doesn't like it smacker what does that even mean get to the women's quarters you lowly woman until after thousands of years of human history monotheism comes along and says no you don't do that actually what god wants is for a man and a woman in a loving relationship this is a new invention. This is, again, this has, is not something that was done in society. You might find exceptions, but it wasn't the rule. In every ancient society for thousands of years, the rule was you don't have a loving, romantic relationship with your wife. It's not necessary, and it's not, and it's not the norm. It's not the rule. And along came Judaism and said, you know what? You need to have a man and a woman, and they need to be married, and they need to love each other. And they should have a child and they should raise that child together. And by the way, it is super, super important to say that the notion that Matt keeps referencing, and that frankly, sadly, Ben also points out once or twice, that the purpose of marriage is procreative, is not true. Marriage is not procreative in the Bible. Ma- the purpose of marriage is not specifically or even primarily for procreation that is a purpose it is definitely among the reasons why marriage is important but it's not the main purpose and so so sad the main purpose of marriage in the bible was because in the union of husband and wife where each one of them is considered half of the other and as a whole they are one they can grow together they have and part of that union is because the union is so powerful and appropriate and good if The the result of that is a child, that child can be raised in a powerful, good, and appropriate way. There's more to it, by the way. The the, the marriage is a topic that requires its own video. Because the purpose of marriage, uh, according to God, which is incredibly, incredibly important, requires its own video, and it needs needs to be discussed. And if somebody wants me to discuss it, I will leave a comment. I don't want to go longer than a half hour. I, I determined that when I started this. A half hour has to be my limit because otherwise I think, uh, you know, we live in a world where people don't have that much. Even a 30 minute video is probably a lot to ask a person to watch. And if you're, if you're watched this all the way through, first of all, thank you. Um, second of all, please leave a comment as they say, like, and subscribe, but really the comment to me, means more than the like and the subscription. I mean that sincerely. I, I really want to hear what you have to say. And I really would like to respond to it. And um, like I said, that marriage requires its own video. Um, which maybe I'll make. Um, But this is a terrible argument, and it's a losing argument. It's a loser argument, frankly. That without religion, we we would understand to put marriage on a pedestal? Absolutely not. Without religion, there should be no acknowledgement of any union whatsoever except for the one where someone who's powerful takes a woman and makes her stay in the women's quarters. That's the union that we would celebrate, as, as it was. Anything else is a result of monotheism. Thank you very much, and uh, love you.